I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys. How's it Welcome going? to another episode of the Shane Oliver Experience. You sneaky, sneaky one, Isla. She's very excited. Just jumping in. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Isla and Ethan joining us tonight. How are you guys going? Yeah, really good. Good. Yeah. Man. Feeling good. How are it's you? Good oh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty flat from work, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's been an absolute barn burner this week. Uh, People just are buying a shit ton of paint at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. I, dude, this this whole fucking period, COVID, whatever, has just been weird for every business, surely, right? You yeah. know? And the paint industry is just fucking booming. Strange. Yeah, it, it, yeah right? And to begin with... We were worried at first that we weren't going to be classed as essential or whatever it is. Like yeah. during that first peak of like the craziness and what is and what isn't essential for working. Yeah. We were lucky enough that our main boss decided to start supplying sanitizer and um, like liquid sanitizer and stuff and bottles. Yeah, so right. And this was maybe back in October, September or something before, like the year before. So, and then like six months later, six months later, they get COVID coming through and then like, boom, Holy yeah, shit. good timing, right? right? Like we just fucking either he had an inkling or... He must <laughs> have had a dream. <laughs> yeah. I had a dream. But we got considered uh, essential, so we were fortunate enough to stay That's open. And good. during that whole time, like all I was doing was Monday to Friday, fucking going to the, uh, going to the warehouse and uh, just supplying paint (laughs) (laughs) and people were buying a lot of it Uh, but it turns out I think the the construction industry anyway uh, was still considered essential for most of it too so they like tradies and all that sort of shit was still kind of working so of course that helped come through but in any regard yeah like way off topic then (laughs) it it, it was just fucking crazy times crazy times so I'm just flat out at work but it's it's good to be back in into like properly recording and and getting episodes out again mm-hmm. it i <laughs> speak like by the time this comes out anyway like uh, finally the episodes will start coming out but i've had this big break uh from not releasing anything basically mm-hmm. been recording stuff uh but not releasing anything just needed to give myself a break from yeah. everything that was going on yeah i think know? we all did it was pretty crazy oh i i don't I think if someone out there or anyone that's listening hasn't had a period of time where they've just had to fucking go in a hole and, and just ignore people yeah. because like because of the last six, eight months or whatever, man, you're doing real well. Yeah, right? <laughs> Even know? if it's just for one day. I reckon we've all had at least one day where we're just like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, yeah. You're just kind of losing your shit, not wondering, well, not well, not knowing what the fuck is going on, and yeah. you just need a break. Like, and and leading on to, may I think a lot of this episode is probably going to be focused more on the mental aspect of things anyway. Yeah. So I think keep it, it, this is all really sort of tied in. There's not really any structure to it. We yeah, can, no, this cool. is just a good ramble, and and especially wanting to know more about yourself yeah. and uh in particular uh you play uh solo acoustic yeah uh, and you've just recently started jumping up and doing guesties with with goon yeah um f- for a new song day for it is yes. is that what it was yeah right yeah, it's called day for it yeah and this would have been a perfect episode to to have that song played because you're yeah, here, well but fucking, I, th- I think if you know the Goon Boys personally, they're fucking slack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like COVID's not actually oh, well. an excuse. No. Well, it's meant to be recorded by yeah. <laughs> coronavirus. Cameron. I'm joking. <laughs> I, I fucking, I, I so love, hard. I love every one of those guys to death. I've, I've known them. I've got one of the OG uh, goon shirts still yep. uh, that were pretty much like spray painted Is that the on. White one? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I've still got. I, I'm I'm thinking about like it's. I think it's almost at the point where I probably shouldn't wear it anymore. So I'm thinking about Just like, like a getting wall it. Hanging. Oh, I'm thinking about getting it like framed yes. or some shit. Uh, so if there's anyone out there that does like picture framing, hit me up, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. So give me a good price. <laughs> But yeah, so you've, how long have you been playing music? Um, I started, <coughs> excuse me, I started music when I was in year three at school and um, it was kind of just like the first year that you could choose an instrument to play and get lessons in practice. Like our school offered that you could get um, one-on-one classes every week. Oh right, that's yeah. pretty cool. Like, yeah. so it wasn't one where you were just like, "Here, here's a recorder, fucking." Yeah. You have to learn what this is and do that. And yeah, you know. it was like we got a tutor, and you'd go in, you'd leave class for like half an hour, which was like the best part. What's so like? What school did you go to? Um, Varsity College on the Gold Coast. Oh. Yeah, it was like a really new school. So I was, um, I started there in two thousand and one, and that was actually the year that they opened. So for oh, okay. we had like the year ones, twos and threes, like uh, the buildings were finished and then the rest of the school was under construction while we were like at school. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then um, by the time we got to like grade four and five, we were just in demandables because like parts of the school weren't even finished. No shit. Yeah, so it was like really fresh school. They did it like, um, I think it was a public school, but quite. Um, like semi-private so the fees are a bit high so you could get those things yeah like a really good music program and whatnot but yeah I s- really wanted to do double bass my mom was like I am not carrying that giant oh, instrument yeah, that thing is fucking huge. yeah like yeah. tiny little grade three me <laughs> and so she was like right we'll just like you're gonna carry it for me <laughs> yeah and so um I opted for a cello because I was like the next best thing that was huge and ridiculous yeah. i just like always wanted to be super weird and different i was like what's gonna make me stand out a giant fucking instrument hey 
So <laughs> it's going to make me stick out like a sore thumb where I don't really want people to yeah. look at me, but they're going to because I at stick cello, out like yeah. a fucking sore thumb. <laughs> yep. Hence the tattoos. But yeah, no, um, I started in the year three and then I did that until year eight. And then I was like, oh, I'm too cool for cello and um, just started picking up guitar. Like we had a really old nylon string from my mum when she used to learn classical guitar. So that was just always sitting in the lounge room like a feature type thing and I was like hmm I'm gonna start learning and it was just a matter of like going online and looking how tabs work and because I already had the um, strength in my uh, left hand to use the chord shapes and whatnot it was like you know like a solid couple days of practicing you know shifting between the chords and getting the feel for it but then once it was like oh my god I can play this instrument too like Mm -hmm. And I think it was mostly because I love singing. Um, I don't think I was always, like, particularly good at it, but I really tried because um, that's what feels best. And then I wanted something to accompany my singing. So it kind of just went hand in hand that I started playing guitar because it's such an easy thing to do, say, like, an acoustic gig. You get to sing and you've got your own accompaniment right there. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why I started guitar, but I guess, like, I focused on guitar primarily for a bit because it was, like, seemed a lot easier for me to practice that as it was, like, related to another string instrument. Like, I was used to, like, sitting down and practicing. And then um, I started working in childcare when I finished school Mm -hmm. because I love kids. I think they are so... There's just so much for us to learn. I mean, maybe the kids don't necessarily know what they have to teach us, but if we are open-minded enough to, like, learn from children, it's just simple things like enjoying tiny things in life that we forget to do, stuff that we would have already known how to do as a kid, but, you know, you just, like, as an adult, you're so caught up in everything that it's really nice to hang out with kids and go, oh, yeah, shit, that's... Life can be fun. Yeah. Have you met my boy? Yes. Yeah. I was going to ask how he's doing. Yeah. He's he's at the... People always say... You always hear the stupid saying the terrible twos. Yeah, yeah. We oh never got God. that. We never oh, got... Oh, really? No. It's it's the threes, man. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the like threes. Like three to four. Like, I was in the um, three to four-year-old class for, like, the past three years. Yeah. And it is, like a glimpse of what they're like as a teenager, you know? <laughs> it's like the pre-teens as a, as a toddler. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, I love my son to death. Yeah. Like, he is... I, I've said it from day dot, that kid could be... We could... He could be on the, the face of, like, huggies and shit. Like, he's just a gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous human being. And when I say that my kid is the cutest, I'm not just that typical, oh, yeah, yeah. everybody said, no, 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 my kid is the fucking cutest. <laughs> yours, are all, yours are all shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's great, um, but he's definitely pushing, starting to push the boundaries and stuff now about what he wants and what he can uh, yeah. get, not, well, not get away with, but find out what he can and can't do sort of thing. And yeah, you've, yeah, yeah. you've got to be there not losing your shit and understanding that they're just trying to learn right now. Yeah. And like you were saying before, that 
they open your world to so many, like, to be able to take a step back and just appreciate little things yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. Like, just, I love taking my boy to the park, like, every time I get, like, I get to hang out with him and shit. Um, and we have just such a good time, like, feeding the ducks. Yeah. And, and, and feeding the, like, our favourite one is, is feeding the lizards. Like, we get to feed That's them awesome. up close. So we take, we just take a little container of peas and corn and shit. And I always get kind of like, I'm one of those guys that like side eyes the people that throw bread to ducks because I'm like, fuck you guys, man. Yeah. It's so like, there's even signs like right in front of you that say, don't feed them fucking bread. It's yeah. not good for them. It just like bloats them up. Yeah. And then you. <laughs> Haven't you heard the ad? <laughs> <laughs> there's been a couple of times, uh, there's been a couple of times when I've gone down there and there's like almost like a whole loaf of bread just like laid out so they can like eat at it at oh, a time. Man. And you're just like, what the fuck, man? Like, it's like, so pick up your cigarette butts, <laughs> don't feed the birds bread. Yeah, just silly shit like that. But <laughs> we we go down there and feed uh, the ducks and lizards and shit. And yeah, it, it, it takes time out of my day to just appreciate mm. what I used to love a lot as a kid too. Like I used to love getting out and exploring in the bush and, and just like nature in general, yeah. rainforest, climbing in trees, all oh of that yeah. sort of shit. So it just kind it kind of takes you back a little bit to yeah like reminiscing of what you were like then and you know, you want them to sort of experience the good things as yeah. well like the same things that you did too so absolutely but yeah he's he's absolutely fantastic right now he's a, he's a ball of joy uh, thank you for asking that's good <laughs> I'm so glad but yeah so you you you're working with with kids still yeah well actually. Um couple months ago maybe three months now um I decided to just completely resign working from um full-time childcare it's so intense like I have so much respect for everyone who's in the industry because it's like you get <laughs> fuck all money and you work like a dog and it's like it is what you know the good people are in it for the right reasons to be there and to educate and um you know <coughs> um better the children's education mm-hmm. and then you've got some people who've chosen that path because it's an easy um certificate to get you know like you can just do the training get a cert three and get a job it's a secure as hell job like you've always got work like we didn't stop at all during covid you know mm-hmm. and um we'd always be concerned about like oh well you know like what about the children who are already like um not able to social distance and then you've got all these parents coming through like it was just like what the hell is going on in here I don't know but I I just got sick of the system because it's like we are you know expected to do so many different things as an educator but we're like I just don't feel like and it's not the, I don't think it's the um, individual, like, centre's fault or anyone. I think it's just the way that the system works. You know, there's too many children per educator. We could have 11 three-year-olds to mm. one educator. So... And it's it's all, it's currently, like, privatised and shit <coughs> at the moment, isn't it? There's no yeah. sort of, there's no sort of, like, public no. sector set up through the government or anything like that, so... No, like, you do get a bit of rebate if you're um, eligible, like, I think with, like, you know, Centrelink and whatnot, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, each childcare centre has their own private um, costs, 
mm-hmm. you know, and it's not cheap. It's like hundred bucks a head for a day. Yeah, no, so I've it's it like thought about it. Yeah, um, here or there, you know, with with Jude and stuff. But I don't, I don't think we're gonna do it. I, mm. I think we're gonna ha- we're gonna work around it one way or another, you know, because it's so expensive. It is expensive, and then you know, I rather hire a nanny. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, I love what um, they aim to do and there's a lot of regulations and policies and things in place that, um, you know, regulate how the centres are run and how children are taught and what they're provided with in terms of, like, learning opportunities. Um, But I just think that at the end of the day, they're still a business and mm-hmm. they've got to bring in as many, you know, children to fill the places that they can to keep their centre running. And then it gets like that where you go, these little humans are so important. You don't want to make them feel like they're, <coughs> excuse me, like their true second like moment of coming up and saying, wow, look at this that I made. And you've already got like five kids doing the same thing. So you naturally you're trying to juggle like all these things and you feel bad at the end of the day day because you're like I love all my we have like 22 kids in a class in one day Mm -hmm. so I love all my kids in one class in the same day but I look and I realize I haven't even spent time with half of them because it's just been too chaotic yeah you know it's it's weird to say but it's it's almost like it's such a volatile uh, industry there's there's so much expected from from the the childcare workers to be able to help bring up these children you know they're mm. supposed to be guiding the future generations yeah. to do what the media always says you know be a fireman be a lawyer be this be that all that and yet this is this is what's given to you right yeah. now these are the choices and it's this is like how much it's going to cost the top type feel yeah it's you need they, the kids need focus at the, well not focus they need concentration from the people that are yeah, like looking after them if you can't attentive carers if your job uh, as a care provider for those little kids is to interact with them first and foremost and to look after them you should be doing that yeah you know they they can't be missing out. Mm. I don't think that's a good thing for their mental no, development no, no. either as well. You need them to be able to get some form of response, like a, a back and forth. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. who are they going to be getting it from themselves? Like the, the, the yeah. social interactions are mm. going to fucking wreck them. You know, they need to be able to mm. uh, spend time with other kids and uh, interact with them as well. Like started doing it more with Jude now. Obviously, it was like the fucking worst time for COVID and lockdown and all that fucking shit to happen was right at the peak time when Jude was going to start interacting with yeah. more kids and, and getting out and about. Like, we had to postpone his birthday party yeah, and shit. So and it was going to so. be at that, pr- it was going to be at like a pool place. So it would have been awesome for yeah. him. And then, yeah, having to be isolated and locked in the house. Poor little uh, man. Yeah. I mean, he had. Plenty of things to do. Yeah. But for a child that young... You learn most through your social interactions. Yeah. And also, a child that young 
is gonna fucking get over shit real quick. Oh yeah. You know, so oh, yeah. it it was it was very challenging, and 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 Jess's um, baby mama has done a fantastic job. We co-parent, yeah. uh, and she, yeah, she's done an awesome job, especially I think ne- during this period yeah. now, uh, in in managing uh, the changes with Jude and and the expressions and the. I don't want to say attitude, but... Oh, totally attitude. <laughs> it's totally attitude. You know, uh, the sassiness that oh is coming yes. through right now. He's, you know, and again, he's pushing the boundaries. He's learning what's what's okay and what's not okay and what yeah, he, he can and like can't like get away with. Yeah, he's like testing the waters. Exactly. Sussing it know. out. And so, did you, did you think that w- it, working with kids or anything like that have any sort of... Uh, reflection on what kind of music you wanted to write yeah so um just like all day every day when I was working with the kitties I would just be like as loud as possible just like Mm -hmm. having fun and singing random nursery rhymes and stuff and then you know you kind of get to a point where you're like I know these songs inside out and I'm so fucking sick of singing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mm-hmm. And then I just started thinking about writing, like, children's songs, um, like, folky-type simple songs that are nice to put on in the home and listen to for, like, your parents as well, but so that <coughs> the children have, like, an inspiring, you know, lyrics to listen to they're simple like they could be simple still mm-hmm. but you know like enough for it to be like educational in a way i yeah. don't know not like one plus one is two but you know just like i don't know simple folk children's music is definitely something that i want to be able to release in the future because yeah. i think that you know for kids having music like they connect so much with it. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Everyone just, all the kids, like no matter what, even if they're in a bad mood, if I could get like a song going or get myself dancing and singing, like everyone would just like come from like the darkest corners of the classroom and they'd just all gather around and be like, yep, we're here for the music, you know? Mm-hmm. So definitely want to be able to release children's music in the future. But... um. Not yeah. not like Wiggles esque, but no, yeah. Like I guess like I a common like person who I could. I'm trying relate. because like it's maybe a very like Lisa Mitchell type thing. You okay, know, like really sweet acoustic songs that are like really like peaceful sounding and you know bubbly mm. and, but I guess a lyrics enough for the children to relate to as well as their parents. You know. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that that's pr- that's really cool uh, to see how that um, to see where that's going to go yeah. in particular as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, but also just yeah, n- I don't really know that many uh, kids singers that. Or, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, any yeah, of the yeah. ones that kind of just like don't sing with the upbeat, fucking yeah. over the top shit. You know, yeah. I, I can't think of the only ones that really spring to mind to me uh, right now are Wiggles and Blippy. Have you heard of Blippy? No, I haven't. No. Really. Fucking don't. <laughs> um, he's he's a bit of a nightmare when you hear him over and over again. He's he's yeah. Um, funny story about him. I'm sure I've fucking told this story before. Um, 
he if you remember remember the the Harlem Shake phase that 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 went I don't know how many years ago was that it a was. Dance? Uh, it was a song or whatever, okay, right. and then you do the, like the Harlem Shake or okay, some right. shit, and then everyone jumps in and does a stupid over the top dance yep, dancing yep. to this song, mm. um, and yeah, so he got famous f- off that. Firstly, before he did the the kid shit, yep. um, uh, by doing the Harlem Shake video, where h- his friend was uh, i think oh yeah his friend was kind of like against the wall or his head was on the toilet i'm trying i'm really trying to remember now <laughs> but this guy blippy his guy was standing on the toilet uh, on top of it mm. and he just shits on this other guy oh my god to the song or whatever and yeah fucking what that sounds is like rough. south park it does sound like South Park, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, I and this is how this is how good this guy is, though, right? Because he started doing blippy, he started getting like once he started doing that, he started earning a lot of fucking money, and he built quite an empire with blippy, right? Like millions and millions of dollars worth. And for a long time, no one knew that it was shit, guy. dude. Was 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 <laughs> Harlem Harlem uh, was was blippy. So he managed to pretty much get that video wiped off the net, like with like cease and desists and like getting all the videos taken down and shit. Like you look for it online, almost impossible. Yeah, well, hence I've never heard of it. Hey, exactly right. That's a, that's another thing too, because it happened a fair while ago, yeah. and because it's just it's one of those ones that's just managed to fucking sweep under the rug. Yeah, really yeah. And I, I, the only thing I managed to find was and that's f- i gotta go and find it if i can i'm sure it's on my phone somewhere and it, it was a cartoon sketch someone like had seen remembered watching the video <laughs> and he did like a three uh panel sketch of the th- like he drew it out like oh he my God, off his this, memory. this guy was obviously a very good drawer like he's an artist yeah. surely because this shit was fucking well done Ugh. like shading <laughs> and outlines and whatnot and he's replicated the the video just with like a couple panels of the blippy bloke. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, just shitting all over this It'll other guy. It'll hold him forever. You can't live something like that down. Well, somehow he's managed to get most of the, the, that video off off the net. So he's doing all right he's so doing far. All right, but not good enough. I mean, this everybody knows. Yeah, they just can't watch the video to fucking laugh at it. Yeah. You know. Fucking smart guy. Yeah, true. Smart guy. So and Blippi's like a children's. He's a children's pr- uh, entertainer. Yeah, so right. Like does he, he? Like a solo wiggle man. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And and he has this like friend that Trying does. Trying to find this shit right now. Yeah, yeah. Do it. F- see if you can. It's like having uh, the guy behind the computer being yeah, like, right? look this video up for me. Fuck, so I've never good. had that shit before. I know. Thanks, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> we um fuck me, you made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> That's all right. I'm really I'm really interested in wanting to know where the fuck uh, if if you can actually find something about it too. Can't find anything to do with poop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> search oh, okay. like Harlem Shake blippy uh yeah. blippy shit or something like that. <laughs> it it'll be. It, it, and it'll have like a bunch of stories or something saying like you, why you can't find it or what, like the video and shit. And yeah. like if anything, you'll only find like 
sketch artist drawings. I want to see that three panel. Oh, there's, dude. there's reaction videos. Oh, are there? That's just people's faces. It must have. It. It, it must have been seven years ago, dude. Ooh. Oh yeah, it must have wow. been when it just came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So all you're gonna see is people reacting to it, but not actually see the videos. Okay, so note oh to self, <laughs> don't ever take a shit on someone else oh, and, and get it filmed. Yeah. like I mean, you could do it, but just don't film it, right? Exactly. Well, whatever yeah. you're into. Yeah, yeah. Whatever <laughs> whatever you're into, just don't film it. You know, Unless you, you want it to be seen, right? Yes, of course. And if you, <laughs> you don't want it to be seen, and then you you potentially think you're going to be famous one day and have it come back to bite you in the butt, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend doing it. Especially if you're trying, one of those people that like yeah. try to actively get famous and then they do it, but like their whole journey proceeded with them yeah. doing a, s- a bunch of stupid shit along the way, and then when they get famous, it gets brought like back up, yeah, and then yeah. they're like, "Oh fuck!" And so Here you're in the spotlight again. for all the wrong things all of a sudden. Yeah, and they go on Oprah and Ellen DeGeneres, and so what was that thing that happened mm. all these years ago? Uh. Who, who doesn't have that shit though, right? Who gives a fuck what happened that many years ago unless it didn't actually, oh. like, unless you, unless everyone's okay and yeah, yeah. the sins have been punished and <laughs> repented and all that shit. Yep, yep. You know? All Let it go. Well. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, move yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's a lot of dwell. Speaking of, like, the headspace sort of thing. Mm. Have you, how has your head been throughout this whole well, like isolation stuff? The reason I left childcare was because um, I kind of always feel like I've been a very, I don't know, I always thought I was lazy and like just like pessimistic about things and whatnot. But, um, you know, I've got like quite a long line of family history that I know of, um, where there's just been things like bipolar and mm-hmm. manic depression, anxiety disorder, um, complex PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess um, someone like myself who's self-conscious of, um, you know, how I'm impacting people around me, making sure I'm not being disturbing or anything like that, like becoming, I became very inward. Um, to begin with as a child and so growing up it was like a lot of um, I guess just trying to deal with the fact that I was like feeling down but not really wanting to you know affect people around me by saying oh I'm feeling really shit or I'm feeling really down because I'd just be like constantly worried about what everyone else is doing but I didn't have time to be like oh damn I'm feeling really like this or even acknowledge that it wasn't normal like Mm -hmm. you know and so about four years ago I had a trauma and that brought out um I guess I had really intense PTSD to begin with I think that that kind of part of things is definitely like coming to an end of the post-trauma feel um but having said that um the trauma is like was a huge trigger to bring up the other mental health issues I've always had. Mm-hmm. Um, so not long after, um, almost immediately after, I became like really, really manically depressed. And um, I thought, you know, this is just something I can get over when I heal from the trauma. I'm obviously just really upset. 
um, you know, on a very deep, like, soul level type thing. And then, you know, a couple of years passed, like two years, and nothing changed. I didn't feel better, um, even though I was not hugely active with trying to, um, like, nut out how to um, move past the PTSD. It was more or less just trying to, um, you know, be okay with living a day-to-day life, going to work every day, paying my bills, all the normal stuff that you just need, I guess, for a stable, you know, life in this society. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I just kind of hit a wall and I was at this job that wasn't very um, focused on helping my staff. And then I kind of realised I'm like, oh, these guys just want us to work like dogs and I'm not really up for that, you know. So I left there. I went to another place and it was really good and supportive. Um, But um, I guess I wasn't focusing enough on my own mental health to make any changes to better myself. It was more like, oh, I've got a better workplace. Things will sort themselves out, you know. Mm I started taking, at that new job, I realised I was like, probably spent two weeks there and I was like, okay, I've got a new job, things will be better. And then after like the second week, I'd just drive in and look at the workplace and I'd just be like, I don't even want to fucking be here. Not even just at work, but like in general. I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I living? What mm-hmm. What am I doing? What the hell? And then that's when I was like, okay, I've got a new job. I've got a beautiful home. Um, I have everything I need. I have an amazing partner who's so supportive of everything I've been through. And yet I am still standing here saying that I would rather not exist than be in this situation. And I'm like, okay, that's fucking wrong. Mm -hmm. Like I can't have all these beautiful things, a beautiful family all these things around me and I'm still feeling like this. I was like, okay, I need to see... Something's not firing right. Yeah, Yeah. right? So I need to seek some help. And then I was lucky enough to have a friend who I can um, bounce back off with. Um, She's a very spiritual friend of mine and we've had a long relationship of like um, knowing each other and having a lot of discussions about personal things. And, um, you know, I trust her a lot and she said look, I am feeling like you may feel similar to me. I have really, really... She's got double depression, so even if she took medication, she would still be depressed. And so she's on literally the exact same thing as me. And I know when you start medication, there's a period of time where you have to trial and error the things that are going to work and whatnot. It fucking sucks. Dude, I was just about to say, I am so lucky because... Yeah, yeah. I've been through it. Right. I, I went through. I've, I've. I went through three. Basically, uh, I started with one, um, and it's a f- <laughs> uh, finish yours first, and then uh, yeah, finish your no, first, and right. I'll tell you. Oh, uh, yeah? yeah. Okay. So I'd I'd started taking sertraline. Yep. Um, that had a mad side effect that gave me RLS. Right. I don't know how the fuck. It did that. Yeah. But think of R. Do you know what RLS is? Restless leg syndrome, mm. right? Mm. So 
but instead of it feeling like itchy and fidgety and all that shit it was actually it was actually painful mm, it was right. like a- it was achy it wasn't wasn't just like the oh I gotta kick my leg. It was yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm fucking sore. Yeah, right. And like I I feel like my bones like uh, are really uncomfortable. Yeah, no, that's not good. That shit made me start smoking weed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because for a bit I I'd never really smoked weed before uh, ever. Yeah. Uh, uh f- once or twice, you know the old fucking. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know I used to hang around, uh, like with the goon boys and shit. Um, back in the the tender tender days and shit and they'd be smoking out in the den and whatnot and they'd be like oh you want one yeah i'm good man like i never never a second beat you know if someone offered me one now i'd be like yeah 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 it's (laughs) totally different but before i'd be like no i'm all good man yeah yeah and so i I was never really a big smoker and i was thinking to myself i've got to try and stick out this this trial period with the first one right so uh, but I, I don't think I actually managed to, to stay on it long enough. It's fucked, eh? Oh, it, it was insane. Uh, and so I started, s- I was still taking them, and then I started smoking a joint every now and then, right? Yeah. Uh, usually right before I went to bed, mm. because that was when it would start to be its worst. I'd lie down, and then suddenly, like, my fucking legs was yeah, just... Yeah, and, and my And my elbow, like, not just in, like, my legs, but it was, like... Everywhere. Yeah, body. Yeah, That's no, when I you notice everything in your body going wrong. Yeah. Right? yeah. And playing in bed. Um, yeah. Oh, what's that yeah. going yeah. What's going oh, on? I'm really aching yeah. in the shoulder. <laughs> I should really do something about that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like, I am fucking, someone is poking me. Yeah, like, no, right, I actually and take something um, on those nights where I feel quite um, highly strong. And it, if I don't, if I'm really like energetic and I just have a small amount, I did get the same thing and I'll be sitting on the couch, legs not moving or anything. Mm -hmm. And even in bed, like I literally would be like so frustrated. I just want to like kick everything and just be like, ah, I'm so restless. But yeah, right. I get get the feeling it's fucking not nice. You just, you just can't settle. And and then it just, your head's already kind of like trying to recalibrate itself anyway. So you're already thinking really up and down things. Your mood's just feeling fucked. Mm. And then you've got your leg, like your your leg pain or achiness and all that feeling on top of it. Mm. And you just feel miserable. Yeah, I agree. And so smoked the J. Yeah. That fucking pain went away, didn't it? Oh my God. But then I thought, this is also not a good idea Mm. to be reliant on weed to be able to take medication yeah, yeah, for yeah. it to be okay. So I thought, no, this can't be good because if I end up not smoking it, I'm going to get, uh, excuse me, um, all these side effects are probably going to come back again. I guarantee yeah. it, right? And they did. They did, like mm. a couple of days after. Mm. Achiness and all that shit came back again and I was like, this is worse, I want to die. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, i got to try a new one. So I had to wean off that and then I went on metazapine. Mm. Fuck that one. Mm. That did the worst job on me whatsoever Mm. so i don't know how to explain it um but just imagine like (coughs) excuse me sorry just imagine um you're you're all bubbly you you just your emotions you have your highs your lows and 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 your your ups and downs your sideways your diagonals everything right Mm. i felt nothing yeah right absolutely nothing so this to it felt like to me that this one has just gone maybe not having any emotion yeah 
at all yeah. will make you feel better. Yeah. That's what that one felt like to me. And I just felt like a zombie. Yeah. Like, I just felt like I was going through the motions and I couldn't even feel sad. Yeah, yeah, Couldn't yeah. even feel sad about being sad. And that was really fucking with my head. You know, I actually did trial, um, it was in, you know, like grade 12 or something. And mm-hmm. I went to the doctor and I was like, I'm really fucking depressed. Like, I'm really, really anxious and depressed all the time. And he's like, oh, we'll get you on some antidepressants. And I've always been really um, holistic with, you know, medicine. Like, I wouldn't really have ever wanted to do it but I was kind of like yeah okay we'll try it and it was the same thing he gave me like a week's trial obviously that's not enough to begin with but not really no um in that first week that I took it it was like that I felt nothing mm. and that's when I was like I'm never touching that shit again it's yeah. almost yeah and this is that's the thing too everyone is not wired the same mm. literally no one is wired the same so every individual is going to have a different reaction mm. to the same meds mm. that are being made, right? Mm. But it's just insane how some people can actually just click with it yeah. and then say, like you in that yeah. instance and uh, like myself with Tazapine, it just not nah, it did yeah. the complete opposite, right? And then Sertraline felt good mm. and made me feel chipper and happy as fucking Larry if I smoked weed. Mm. So that couldn't, you can't rely on that to do mm. that. And then I got onto the one that I'm on now, mm. uh, which is Venlafaxine. Dude, that's me too. Is it? Yeah. yeah. What do you, uh, I'm on the 75 milligram. So I take I, 200. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I used to be on 150. Yep. Um, and then I bumped it down to 75. Yep. And then I went, back up to 150 for a little bit mm. and then that fucked me up more for some for some yeah, reason right. so i had to go back down to 75 so yep. i've been at 75 f- for ages mm. and i know that dip- <laughs> sometimes you, it can almost almost be like a dick swinging contest where it's like i'm on fucking 400 milligrams yeah. or i'm on a thousand <laughs> milligrams i'm like okay you're really fucked up i get it um so i've always thought s- <laughs> with mine like i've just managed to it's not that's all. If I take anything more or anything, le- it's mm. almost like when you find the right formula. Yeah, you just don't stick don't to fuck it. with it. Yeah, no, that's don't it. fuck with it. But you can't. Uh, I've sometimes I feel like you've also got to give your brain a break from taking it too. Because mm. I I've heard like I I could be just spitting shit here, but like I've I've heard like some like you can't you should it's not really a good idea to stay on the sa- that same medication all the time yeah, sort right. of thing. Um, but I could be wrong. I don't want to be spouting yeah, no, false right. shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, but but I I do that every now and then just to yeah, kind right. of give my. What do you? Does it? Is it alright? Because I know. Well, that this is th- yeah. This is the thing. I'll I'll explain it yeah, to you right. as well. Um, so I only, if I ever do it, I only give my like say I'll take maybe one every two days. Um, yeah, right. Otherwise, the side effects that I get for that is I start to feel like. Every movement is pins and needles. Yeah, man. And or like I'm half a second behind. Yep. It's scatterbrain. It's yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's so and and I get like stop motion vision. Like everything's in a stop motion. Like like a split sec. Like split like it's second. Like everything's just like a a picture. Like I yeah. could blink and it's like I'm taking a picture. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm b- but I'm not. I'm just like open my eyes and it's just like flashing 
you know, because my eyes are just can't fucking focus. Yeah. This is this is how I I'm, I've just been trying to th- think it in my head now. So imagine you get that sort of like kind of stop start motion. You're kind of like feeling like you're half a second behind. Mm. You know the feeling of goosebumps when you get like when they come yeah. on originally and you kind of get that little chill yeah. immediately and then you get the goosebumps sort yeah. of thing. That's how I would. That's how I would feel when I would make sudden turns. Yes. Yeah. And sudden turns left like or right and shit like that. Super uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And. I couldn't like what the fuck and yeah. this was so yeah I remembered I'd try it I just wanted to see how it would affect my brain basically mm-hmm. and I don't recommend anyone to do it <laughs> it's not a good <laughs> idea because it can really fuck with your head yeah. you know like especially if you are prone to suicidal thoughts or oh, anything yeah, like that I wouldn't live a day without the stuff I take yeah right and s- it, it can just amplify it like fucking you mm. kick your toe yeah. Might have a bit of a cry. It's okay. Because your fucking levels right now, if you like, th- and this is what happened to me, right? So, like, I, I, if you forget, maybe, uh, if you forget a day or something like that, sometimes it's not too bad. Yeah. Like, if you catch it early on, you take you take it. Later, and then yeah. and And it's okay. But if you, like, for me, if I usually forget a day and then go into it, that, that next day where it finally starts kicking in, I'll feel, like, real emotional about shit. Sometimes yeah, I right. just feel like I want to fucking... But I won't. Like, this is the weird thing. Like, it, I'll, I'll feel like I want to cry. Yeah, but yeah. But I won't. And then say, it, I'll just hit, like, a pig point where I've, I just didn't want something to happen. And by trying to avoid that, I've kicked my toe or mm. I've done this. And it's just, fuck, I'm yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. I'm done, right. you know. So it just really sort of uh, amplified yeah, it sort of like amplified my my emotions if yeah. I missed if I missed a day or something like that. Oh yeah, for I wasn't sure. quick to it. But if I left it any longer, those half second feelings and whatnot, mm. and that that goosebump feelings, and just the general headspace mm. would just really drop really quickly. Yeah. Um, and you either have to ride out that high, mm. I would say ride out that low, mm. um, until it's kind of leveled back out again and yeah. then you'll be able to kind of get a gauge on how much... Yeah, that that that's pr- the best way to explain it is that I wanted to see how it actually is affecting me and mm. how it's helping me. So mm. I... And yeah, like, again, don't recommend it. It was a month. I, I mm. took a month off him, right? So I weaned myself off and then back on again because mm. I wanted to find out... Yeah, like, is this working? Or? What is it actually doing to my headspace right now? Yeah. How am I managing things because of it? Uh, I- is it helping? Do I need less? Do I need more? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really experiment with your with your headspace yeah. unless you're actually talking to a doctor or something. But this was at a point where I was just not in a great headspace, and I just yeah. wanted to. I just made the call and I did yeah. it. Yeah, I need them. <laughs> I need. I need them. You know, <laughs> so it it really it really helps, especially on hard days. Mm. And uh, having like all the anxieties in one, um, which is insane for you know anyone really, but yeah. just you know how you'd look at someone because I know I don't really look like someone that's very introverted or anything like that. I I can I can be I can be that. It's almost you know like facade bullshit yeah. or whatever. Like you can put on that face when you're out in public sometimes, chat and do this stuff. Yeah. But really, you're just screaming inside and you're yeah, like you go, go home, home and just like you know sit on the couch and don't talk to anyone for like yeah. Or when you get back after doing it, you're like. 
so relieved. Oh, like yeah. it's an effort, but it's not because you don't want your friends to think that. No, but it's, it's just, just your head. Like it's just a psychological thing yeah. that you're having to fucking wrestle with every day, thinking whether or not you're worth it or. Yeah. Oh man. Or if you're like heads, um, heads wanted in fuck. the in the um, you know, the occasion. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're just like floating around and you're like, hmm. Am I even wanted here? You know, like, oh, you dude, know, you, you, all, all the time. Those silly thoughts that come through, you know, all the time, all the time. Like social anxiety is a big thing for me, mm. especially if I've, if there's a like, if it's an environment that I'm not particularly used to or whatever, or yeah. if it, uh, anything like that. I, it's, I'm very hyper vigilant. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. like unless I'm shit faced, which I'm not shit faced that much anymore. <laughs> like I don't really drink that much anymore. Yeah, I can't drink any alcohol. Um like I don't mind. Like I'm not against it really, but I do prefer to drive. Yes. Like oh uh, my or God, be yeah. able to drive. So I'll maybe have one or two when I'm out. Like yeah. go go down to Yardies or whatever when we've bumped into each other yeah. and shit. And I'll 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 have like two standards of that ginger beer shit i yeah. love that stuff it's so <laughs> good so i have two of them and then but i'll be there for a couple of hours at yeah. least and by that point like it it does nothing like yeah. the two standard pots or whatever yeah um that's all i have and yeah. like tonight one beer yeah that's it i haven't been i haven't been shit face drunk since march or whatever Ooh. that's that's how I, that's that's how i remember because um, I got kicked out of Brightside for <laughs> passing out in the toilet. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, uh, I originally Classic. went in there. I, I originally went in there to do a tacky act or whatever, and then fucking just sat down to catch a breather. And next minute, there's fucking someone woke me up at the door and like time to go. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember that. What's going on? How did I get here? Um, and I, I just had the image. See it in my head as I'm walking out. Fucking Mikey Carter and Gummy <laughs> saw me, and they're like, "Hey, oh, you get kicked out?" I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Where'd you go? Like, I fucking fell asleep. <laughs> no one came looking for me. No, no, but apparently, then it was a little bit of a line to try and fucking go to the loose. Yeah, so true. My bad, but that was the that was the last time I'd gotten shit faced. So. At least it was memorable. It, to a de- point, uh, to a degree, yeah. Yeah, yeah from <laughs> what I do remember, anyway, uh, it, it was like Crave Death, the Wandering. Like it was, a, it was a good like metal show. Nice. So it was Brightside aren't too bad for that, like for the sound and sh- like the 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 stage setup's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think this was the point where it was uh, Crowbar Brightside. Yeah, right. Right beforehand, and then what Crowbar are no more in Brisbane now. Mm. That's uh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to see the new place. Yeah, what at um at Brightside like oh you know, that yeah yeah it how they converged uh, I it it wasn't really anything different. different no 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 yeah, I think just all that makes me feel better yeah <laughs> it like I don't know it's hard to explain like you they were both those environment like uh they the like the, merge the feel of the both of them they were try yeah kind of like kind of crossing or trying to merge in a way sort of thing so it didn't really feel that much different yeah, than right. what it already was you know uh that doesn't mean that it wasn't bad uh I just obviously they didn't really get much of a chance to fucking try it yeah you know so it's just really Shame. it's just fucking such a shit time for everything like that to ha- everything with COVID to happen yeah. you know and and also guess it kind of puts a spotlight on how fucking much we rely on the arts industry oh and, gosh, and the creative yeah. scene and 
how little they actually fucking help us out and how I much they need our shit. I was just all of that, like, you know, like before not um, having gigs throughout um, the pandemic, it's been like I took for granted so much how often we went out and mm-hmm. just pick and choose, like, where you go and when you go and um, how fucking good it makes you feel when you're there Mm -hmm. like i remember it being like two months into like not having anything open and i was like why am i going so crazy Mm -hmm. i was like oh because i haven't been able to stand in a room with all my buddies Mm -hmm. who are just like having a jolly old time with like super awesome loud music that is literally just like going straight through every bone of my body like you can't get music that loud in your car or in the house. It like doesn't feel the same, no. 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 I, want, I want my ears to be slightly ringing yeah. the next day because yeah. I was too close Even to the microphone. Even through my earplugs, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I say that. Yeah. I say that I miss that. Yeah. But I take earplugs with me now. I, I fucked my hearing up when oh I first yeah. started going to gigs. I, I still have this um, very fond memory of seeing Caliban, this like German metalcore band. Uh, back in 2008 at the Princess Theatre when they were still doing shows yeah. there. and You didn't have earplugs, did you? No, I was fucking 16. I oh was invincible. No. I had I had the best hearing in the world yeah, and right. nothing was ever going to happen. You know? yeah. I'm immune to it, as, as Trump would say. Like, <laughs> who knows? Maybe I'm immune to the, to, to the hearing to loss. <laughs> yeah. And I had my ear pretty much like right fucking next to the fold back or whatever, yeah. you know, like and just getting real into it, head banging and all this shit, being up at the front because it was a very surprisingly small show. Mm. Maybe 75, 100 people turned up for it. Yeah. It was during the middle of the week though and, and it was also like a – they're a Caliban or a big met, like metalcore band like yeah. in Europe. They're huge in Europe and yeah. shit, but over in Australia at, at that time, not so much. Yeah, right. Fucking awesome band, though. Mm. Um, that was my first ever Wall of Death that I got to do, like Sick. running it, running at other people and getting really fucked up, which is exactly what happened. What a good time. I know, I know. And then, yeah, so I had my head pretty much right up against that speaker for most of the fucking night. And, you know, that sort of shit yeah. consistently <laughs> through the next fucking... When did I start using earplugs? Two years ago. So yeah, the next, right. almost pretty much like yeah, ten years of going to gigs all the time, not giving a fuck about any sort of protection for my ears yeah. or anything like that. And I know it's showing now. Like my fucking yeah, hearing right. is <laughs> so shot now. Yeah, it, it's almost <laughs> selective hearing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in a way that I, I do hear things every now and then that are like, oh, fuck, I can't believe I heard that sort of thing. Like, yeah. wow. But most of the time, I've, I'm like, I've got to get you to repeat what you're fucking saying like the third yeah, or fourth true. time. And I'm like sitting there like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> but I, I'll get you now. But after the fourth time, I'm still like, I still didn't fucking hear you. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna be really awkward and try, try doing what you suggested. <coughs> yeah. And then let's see what your face does. I'm just going to nod and smile. Exactly. It's like when people talk to you at a show and when the band's playing. Yeah. Like, what What have you been up to? And you're like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What do you expect to hear? Like, what do you expect? Yeah, I don't know. Why are you starting a conversation at a show when they're playing? 
I lost my voice last time I tried to have a conversation during a show. Yeah, because all you... Straight up lost that's my voice. <laughs> the only way you're going to be able to yeah. fucking talk is shouting at them. I was. Mm. I was like yeah. full on hard shouting. St- and it was just like, what? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what? Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. It's either that or, you know, go outside and talk. But yeah. for a fair while rec- until recently, you couldn't go outside and talk. That's it, hey. Because uh, the restrictions As soon and as you shit. go out, you're like no allowed back in. Or you've got to queue back up yeah. to get back in yeah. and shit. I know that was a bit of a problem with fucking fats. Oh, man, that was, yeah. Just because of I well, location of that joint as well. Yeah. Like you go upstairs and you've got to wait to get in and then you're waiting down that fucking long-ass corridor or whatever. Yeah. You might be spaced fairly evenly between one another, but you're in this very fucking small hallway, yeah. aren't you, right? Yeah. So kind of defeats the purpose of the, you know, the distancing oh, and, and silly, avoiding hey. the bugs and shit. I think we're at a point now where it's less about worrying if we catch it and more about if we can just keep this shit up and just get used to it in case it does fucking happen again. Yeah, right. Because I... It's probably it's it's well off topic, but like, are you still seeing the shit that's happening over in the states right now? I honestly don't follow much of that because you it's shouldn't. Just yeah, like I <laughs> I gave myself the excuse that I was originally when the COVID shit happened over in the states. My brother lives in New York mm. at the moment with his girlfriend. Um, he was over there during peak COVID time mm. when there was fucking heaps of people that were getting it, especially in New York and stuff. Mm. They were at the epicenter at one point over yep. there. So I gave that as an ex- that that whole thing as an excuse for myself to keep in touch with everything that's happening over there. And then I got fucking into the politics side of it and shit. Yeah. And that was pretty much the unraveling of how fucking stupid Trump is. <laughs> and it was, you know, there were certain parts of it that were just... Oh, like suggesting bleach to fucking, you know, like disinfectant to kill. He's a lunatic. Yeah, absolute lunatic. And that shit is now, COVID's now fucking pretty much running through the White House. Yeah. Because Trump got it, right? Love That's it. the whole thing right now is that Trump has it. And yeah, so I, I'd given myself the excuse at the time to keep up with it. And then, yeah, this is this is where I ended up, right? And yeah. Keep just following the shit. But some of it now in particular is just like comedy gold. Yeah. It's absolute comedy gold. Yeah, you're like, is but this a meme? Like yeah. But th- again, in that same breath, saying, is this a meme? But also being legit and wondering if this is an actual meme because how is this shit even happening? Honest to God. Right? You know, is is this... What's what's the fucking Queen song? Is this real life? <laughs> is this just fantasy? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? This can't be happening. So, yeah, it, it's a little bit concerning, but also, like, there's just, oh, my God, so many fucking gems. Yeah. <laughs> so many gems of stupidity coming out of that thing. But I yeah, often like think about this one video, and it's, like, just a compilation of Trump saying billions and billions and it just billions and billions and billions i was just thinking about it this morning when i was getting in the car because i thought about the word billions Mm -hmm. and he says it really weird yeah and it just kind of like came to my head and i was like billions and billions and and i just was laughing to myself and i'm oh trump you silly man you should uh use that as like a sample for like one of your (laughs) songs or something or even for like one of the goon songs even as well use like a sample of something trump is saying it doesn't even have to be the billions thing but just something that he 
says yeah. and use that as a fucking sample before the like as the intro to a song. I think that'd be great. Or you could do like a comedy song or some shit like yeah. that. Uh, taking uh, taking the Mickey out of the motherfucker yeah. and have a sample at the start of this and make like a an acoustic comedy song or some shit like that yep. with it. That'd be awesome. Go on home and try it. <laughs> mm, fuck yeah. <laughs> but anyway, oh man, we've just gone way off topic with that shit. Um, I feel like we should give ourselves just a quick break. Uh, oh, we'll, sure. we'll um we'll have a song play. We'll go stretch our legs while everyone else gets to listen, and they won't even know that we've been gone for three hours. <laughs> you know. And what we'll do, because at the end of at the end of this, we're going to get you to play a live song cool. and, and get that yep. recorded and and do it that way. But what we'll do is we'll get uh, a goon song playing because. It would have been perfect timing, like we said earlier. Yeah. But you, you're, you've also done guest vocals for Goon now, yeah. uh, twice now uh, since since uh, you've come. Uh, we've come yeah. back to playing shows. Maybe you've basically two or three times even. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you've done a show at Greaser. You did one at the Zoo and Fats. Fats. That's the one I, that I saw you at because I didn't yeah. see the other shows. I saw the Fats show. Yeah, cool. Um, so you've recorded guest vocals for a new song, which is Day For It. Yeah, so they haven't done it, the recording yet because of um, all of the lockdowns. Like, it was meant to be down in Byron here. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously we couldn't cross the border for it. And um, But, yeah, I'm excited because that's the plan for me to join in with yeah. you guys in the studio. How did that come about in the first place, anyway? I don't really remember. Um, I think maybe... I put it out to Stewie and was like, hey, do you want to do a a verse together or something? And then I just went along to a band practice one time at Fire where Mm -hmm. they practice. And then, yeah, it was like, oh, we've got this song. Here's a verse if you want to sing it or yell it rather. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll give it a go. And then, yeah, I was, I don't know. I think like I did it once. And then we got to the end of the song and we were all just kind of looking at each other just like, oh, fuck, right, that happened. Well, let's do it again, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And everyone was like, yeah, cool, that sounded good. I feel like I was sh- shocked myself more than anyone because I was like, oh, I didn't know I could be so aggressive, but I'm really <laughs> into it. <laughs> it's a, a, it's a nice cathartic anger. release. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Just being <laughs> one verse isn't enough. I people, need like <laughs> people need to shout more. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but not not day to day. Just maybe just like Letting that. Like every yeah, just just to release every now and then of uh, uh, screaming into the void. Yeah, it's like when you arrive as a human, you get um, a little soundproof box full of those moments where you put your head in it and just scream whatever the fuck you want. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Cooler Bastards is the song we're going to jam as the break. I was asking you uh, off, cam- uh, off camera, off <laughs> mic before. Um, this was one of the songs that you had a fair bit to do with, yeah, Ethan? Yeah, it's probably one of the songs that like we all wrote together Yeah, as a new one, mm-hmm. as, a, as a new band, the four of us. Yeah, <coughs> right, right. Mm. Um, so It's probably one of the ones that I'm like more stoked with personally, you know, one of the ones I like. Just with the riff that you came up with and... Just the overall... Just the vibe of it. Just the overall song, you know? Yeah, just makes you feel good. Just fun. Fun to play, I guess. Just makes you want to drink more goon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get, On. get a sack. Get a sack of the cooler. Sack attack. Of the cooler bar. <laughs> well, 
we'll jam cool the bastards and then we'll come back and we'll uh, have a bit more of a chat and then we'll play a song again, eh? Yeah, sounds uh-huh. good. It is really fun to hear Big Les right at the end. Samples are so good. Yeah. I always, uh, is it? Why can't people do more samples again? Bring back samples. Oh, they need to. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Big Les. There's so many fucking bangers off that. Uh, that's a the self-titled. Um, Cooler Bastards is a really good song. It's very catchy. I think, I mean, every one of your songs are, are pretty fucking catchy. Yeah. It's it's very hard to not want to get involved seeing you guys play. It was very hard to see. It was very evident to see that at Fats when I saw that. When, oh, um, yeah. You know, <laughs> seated moshing and shit they were trying to do and all yeah. mate got kicked out. and So ridiculous. I could imagine... Um, I didn't go to the Greaser show, but apparently 
Yeah. Oh, that was wild. <laughs> um, yeah, something happened. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> People were getting excited. I think it was just so freaking great to be able to. It was like the whole place was filled with friends, and we just like goons always like got us such a energetic live show that mm-hmm. we all get so involved and love it and like get that party vibe going mm-hmm. um and i think it was just like really hard for people to sit still and like have not seen them play for so long and then be yeah. like holy fuck yes you know is that <laughs> is that how you felt before you got up on stage with them as well like you yeah like i i think i was lucky because you know i'd been to their band practices mm-hmm. um and they don't practice quiet, so you got that like live show feel already because it's just like super loud and fun like that. But um, it's totally different, like in a room full of people who are like actually sitting there and you know taking it on board and watching, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like I remember being feeling really nervous, but not necessarily like. Um, you know, like, in the moment, it was more like when I heard the song that I knew was before me to join them, like, up on stage, it was like, oh, shit, get ready, you know? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I get up um, behind a microphone or I'm about to perform, like, seems to be, like, consistent no matter where I am. Like, I'll get nervous, of course, before, and then I just feel so, like happy to be there like Mm -hmm. that like I'm that stoked to be doing that that I'm just like Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna roll with being like fumbly talking like if I say something behind the mic or I'm like you know just don't even know what I'm saying or whatever like yeah I don't know I I don't get too caught up in that stuff like you know you might feel if you were like really anxious about it you know you you know what I mean? Like, if you if it wasn't feeling like a natural thing for you to do, you'd be, be like, oh, this is so hard and rigid. Yeah. Whereas, like, as soon as I get up behind any microphone, I'm like, I'm like, everyone sit the fuck down. I want to sing, you know? You want, you, you're the center of attention right yeah. now. Fucking watch me, listen to me, motherfucker. Right? Yeah. yeah. It, it's a wild contrast as well, especially if you've got, you know, anxiety issues and shit Isn't like it? that as well, where... You put that, uh, you know, all eyes are on you. Yeah. That's the least That's the last likely thing, thing yeah. that you want on you right now is everyone looking at you because you're like, fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing my best to, like, have people not look at me, you know, yeah, like yeah, and, not yeah. and, and just not be the centre of attention. And then you are the centre of attention because you want to play music. Right. Like, but so then people as soon as I walk off, you know, like, you know, like uh, after that, it would be like because people were, like, shocked and be like, oh you know, you can do that. And so people be like, oh, that was really good in that. It's like, I don't know, I find like that part of things really hard to take. Like when people are coming up and they're like, yeah, good job, whatever. And it's like, you're taking, oh, thanks so much. But you're also like, oh, like, oh, I don't want people looking at me because they just saw me up there. You know, like it's weird. Like it's like an alter ego. Like I'm up there. I love it. I'm like, yeah, everyone look at me. You know, like everyone listen to me. And then I get off the stage and I'm just like, want to, go back to being a recluse and just go, all right, well, like, if I could just vanish mm. and not have to go back into the crowd after, like, a show, be like... Yeah, because, well, <sighs> it, it's a performance, you yeah. know, so you can take it literally or, you know, quite literally with some bands. Like, they're very, 
very much performance based, and yeah. you can see it in the way that they dress sometimes, or yeah. even like the the theme of the of the music that they're writing to and shit. So, good example of playing to it, say a monomath, mm. Viking metal band, death metal, whatever that shit is. Uh, they played at Soundwave one year. They had a giant like long boat sort of thing, Sick. Viking boat, uh, as part of their stage aesthetic. Yeah. Like, nice. So so old mates singing it and shit was like standing on this like Viking boat or the front of one. Yeah. And just being all like epic and shit. So like that adds to the the it's a performance, yes. right? You know, at the end of the day, when you think about it, like. You're, you're there, you're writing fucking awesome tunes. You've spent months prepping, writing, rehearsing, planning to, to do this. And then you get up on stage and then you play it. Of course you want people to fucking watch you yeah, and right. do it. And so when you bring in, uh, uh, what do you call it, props or whatever mm-hmm. it is that is accurate to what you are singing or writing about, it just makes for that experience so much more. Yeah, you know, for sure. uh, craziness in shows and and you know, it just any of that's like you've got you've got to have like some form of entertainment. Someone's yeah. got to catch you. Something has got to catch you. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll just feel like you're another band lost in the in the, in the big of all the other landscape ones, yeah. of bands and artists that are just doing exactly what you're trying to do is yeah. just get out there and play and get noticed and shit. And I'm not saying that that that's the way to go. Like mm. you have to be fucking big and whatever, but it, it there's a lot of that out there. Yeah. There's a lot of just trying to get the band going or do this and do that. If you add s- a little bit of flair to your to your set or whatever, yeah. I guarantee you more people are going to watch. Look at yeah. all the like Goon, good example. Yeah. Crazy live shows, very energetic. Totally. It's, I mean, in part to. Stewie's defense, he's like that pretty much twenty four seven anyway. <laughs> so but you are you are the lot. I I know Macy is fucking super chill. Yeah. You're super chill, Ethan. And Gummy's super fucking chill. Yeah. You know, they're not as fucking hardy hardy as they used to be anymore. Mm. Stu is just a phenomenon. Yeah. You know, so he's just able to keep trucking. So and he's when you got when you guys get up there and play and shit, it's you can see the difference in in sort of like the demeanor that yeah. they're comfortable, they're up there doing their thing, and they're getting in it. And then when you see them off the stage, it's just like Chilling, a different yeah. a different presence, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I totally get that as well, not from a performing aspect, but mm. just even podcast, yeah, yeah, podcasting stuff as well. Like, yeah. I'm always kind of second guessing whether or not I want to put this shit out or. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not the content itself is good, but then when it is out, I'm like, oh, I wonder how many people listen to it. Or, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you're just like <coughs> always thinking about whether or not it's fucking worth doing it or if it has been done, if it's successful or not, or yeah. like, do you think it was? And you're always, you're always criticizing. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's critiques sure. and whatnot. And have you found that sort of thing happening when you've been writing your music? That um, you critique yourself a lot? Yeah. Like, um, I'm definitely a perfectionist um, mm-hmm. and I reckon I'm probably a bit OCD to be honest because it's like that where I just zone in on something and um, zero in to the point where it's just like doing my head in. But I think that's why I like live shows so much. Like I'm happy to sit down and record songs and whatnot, like do a 
voice recording on my phone or even if I was doing like a proper recording, um, like I enjoy that, but I think it's just so much more enjoyable for me live because I don't have to fucking think about if I made a mistake, like it's done, it's done. Yeah. You know, you're just like up there, it happens in the moment and then the energy's so raw with it all and then once it's done, it's done and it's like, oh, cool, that was it. But I'm that much of a like self-critic and perfectionist where I'll just sit there on that one little clip of three seconds and go, oh my gosh, that one guitar bit, now I have to record like the whole song again, you know? Yeah, yeah. You just, you hear something and you're like, no, no, I can't leave it like that. I have yeah. to redo it. I have to redo it. It has to be perfect. Yeah. But then once I get it perfect, if I'm happy with it, I'll just be like, you know, like super stoked where I just don't want to like, you know, like I've had uni songs where I'd be like, oh my God, this is so good. I love my own work. It's only because I've spent like, you know, like six weeks on like 30 seconds of, you know, yeah. film score or some shit. So have you played many shows in Brisbane since you've started no. playing, uh, since you've started learning? In, in Not really Brisbane. Um, I used to do um, solo acoustic gigs on the Gold Coast at like just random cafes and stuff like that. Yeah. And like the Performing Arts Centre, I did like, um, yeah, I did a gig there one time for an event. Just little things like that um, because I didn't have experience with a band and then mm -hmm. when I went to uni it was all about performing I did bachelor of um contemporary music performance yep. at JMC and it was a really good course because you're just so involved every six weeks we'd be booking out a venue um in the valley for um an assessment like our assessment would just be like to get up and do a gig Mm -hmm. And then there'd be, like, our teachers there who would judge us and go, oh, well, you know, like, things on, like, your mic technique and, you know, voice control and, like, stage presence and all those things that you need for an all-rounded good show that's – it's like you don't – as a listener who doesn't really know the music um, side of things, they're just there to – Listen, like, if someone, I guess, is, like, on the stage and they're really uncertain about their delivery or how to kind of be on stage and they're still, like, I felt it when I was learning it in uni. Like, it's almost kind of painful to watch someone like that. Not mm -hmm. painful, but cringy. You're kind of like, oh, come on. You, you want them to do a really good job and you're like, come on, pull through, pull through. <laughs> and, but, you know, like, maybe their nerves get in the way. and yep. It just, it's really hard to watch as a punter. Like, you're just sitting there and you're going, oh, you just cringy, like. And it, that's more so from if you've studied the shit and you kind of know exactly what they're doing wrong well, and you're like, no, you want but them even to, like or is it just you You can physically see it without any of that sort of I think of that even if you don't have any music knowledge, um, you may not even know that that's the reason why it's just like not running smoothly like the show. But I don't know. I think that overall it's like that whole performance thing. You kind of have to have all those little bits and pieces nutted out before you get up there mm -hmm. because you want to feel comfortable and relaxed up there so you're not – so that when people are watching you, they're like comfortable and relaxed because they're seeing you in your element and you're not like stressing out and like – I don't know. I just feel like even someone who isn't into music 
like would be sitting in the crowd and if someone's like can't get their lead working or they're screwing around with their technology to get a song going like I don't know it's it just it's a bit cringy and hard to watch you know because you're like what's this person doing yeah I don't know that's from my perspective and what I was taught at uni is like before you get up on stage you kind of really have to be I don't know well rehearsed in all sorts of things like banter and like the little bits in between setting up within like a few minutes so that it doesn't look like you're fumbling around for ages on the stage yeah yeah so I think that like when I'd get to the point of that it would be like more confident um in my own shows like get up and do that i i and this this is personally for me Mm. i think there should be two types of vocalists or two types of like singer performers right Mm. it's either the or just bands in general put it make it a little more broad Mm. you're either one of two moods you're either you play the fucking songs and you smash it out and you don't talk in between Mm say nothing, mm. absolutely nothing, and just play the songs. Or you only talk shit if you're fucking good at it. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> if you can't talk shit or whatever. Or it's not funny or... Exactly. Don't do it. But yeah. if you're good at it, fuck, that's perfect. That's all you need. You yeah. just need, like, good... If you can give good banter and just even a good presence in general with that, yeah. it, it gets your attention. So I agree. It makes you feel more connected with who's on stage as well because everyone tr- there's always like there's al- i feel like there's always this vibe of like there because there's more than one person up on the stage in, in in most bands anyway the more people there are the more personalities that are hitting you right yeah, now yeah. with the music like you're getting the music hitting you right but you're also now getting to see the people who wrote this music that yeah. you fucking love so much perform it in front of you and yeah. see how well they're into it whether or not they like it or not or yeah how fucking psyched up it gets them, yeah. you know? That's key, I think. Because if you don't see them enjoying them playing it, why the fuck yeah. would I care at all about watching you perform if you don't care? Yeah. I came to see you play. I don't I didn't want to see you up there moping. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> that's it. It's yeah. it's not a it's not a you know, everybody has their bad days or whatever, but like if you're the looking show must go on type feel. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like you you can do it, you can deal with it or whatever if it needs to be dealt with. But if it's going to be affecting your show, I don't think you should go ahead with it mm. unless, you know, unless it's a one-off sort of thing, but if it's continually happening, people are going to see that and they're just going to be like, "Oh, this guy doesn't even look like he's interested in fucking yeah, playing his own shit." Yeah. That's why you got to practice yeah. getting to that point where you go, "Here's my stage person. I'm turning into them despite all the shit." It's just like this flick yeah. of this switch. That's all it is for some people to just be able to go between. Some people aren't even doing that. They can just, yeah. that is who they are all the time. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to them. Mm. I'm glad that you can fucking do that. For us normal people, it's very yeah. hard to bounce between that sort of shit. But, you know, some people just have it and some people don't. Mm. You know, that's not to say that they shouldn't do it anyway. Yeah. But, like, there's always a way around it if you if you know, you don't have to... That that seems like there's a lot of pressure, mm. you know. Like, I'm not saying that, um, you know, the ball, the ball needs to fucking keep rolling sort yeah. of thing. So you can't be slack and fumbling about or whatever. Mm. But that seems, like, really hectic to be, like, grading that sort of shit. Like, I know mm. uh, that it is a course and you are there to get better for it and whatnot. But, like, 
how you're holding a mic. Like that yeah, seems no, a bit. That it's and it's crazy because it was something simple that I was always um, being critiqued on. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a vocalist, that's your instrument's way of pro- like your instrument's your voice, and then you've got the microphone so that everyone can hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was kind of good because I wasn't. I'm a really shy person in front of people, and like I didn't have that stage confidence until I was taught like this is how you use a microphone without sounding like a dickhead <laughs> and like I'd go to I've been to other shows really good bands that I love and listen to all the time and um yeah Ethan and I went to a show and we we're just staying there I won't say who but I was like holy shit they don't know how to use a microphone like it was just it was like you know like the ooh, ooh, like back and forth, like couldn't hold it to his face. And I was like, oh man, that just ruined the whole show for me because I couldn't hear like constant vocals. It was like, he it was, was dropping like, in and out sort of thing. Yeah. And it was just like really hard to listen to because I know, I knew all the songs so well from CDs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the, the band was really good. Like it sounded good. And I think that he was just so into it. Um, walking around the stage and whatnot. Um, but you can still do that and have good mic technique where you're clear and you're not doing like pops and spitting all the time. It's mm-hmm. a lot easier, I think, when you're in a live setting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just stuff like that where I'd be like actually confident to hold a microphone and not just like, oh my God, what is this thing? Do you have that happening to you a lot when you go to punk shows? and, like, metal shows and stuff like that, if you do go to them a lot? Like, mm. do you see a lot of vocalists using the right technique? Like, I don't really listen for that stuff unless it's super obvious where I can't ignore it and I'm like, oh, my God, this is happening. But mm-hmm. I definitely, like, if I'm at a show, I'm if I know the music, like, really well and I've seen the band a few times, I relax and, like, just enjoy the atmosphere and the music. But if I haven't seen that band before, like, I pretty much don't move, don't lose eye contact. I'm watching all the um, different um, musicians in the band doing their own parts, seeing how they, you know, focus on their instrument and then interact with the band. And then I'm literally watching what they do on stage as a collective and individuals um, just so that I can be mindful of my own performance and go, all right, well, it looks a bit like, you know, iffy if I'm like, I don't know, like one thing is like tuning your guitar with it really loud turned up through the PA, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just turn the guitar down, you know, like, those sort of simple little things, um, you know, like, a, if they did that on stage, I'd be like, mental note, turn guitar down, because this sounds horrible, you know, yeah. just things like that, but it also helps that I understand um, how, you know, all the parts of the song work together, so mm-hmm. I know a lot of music theory, so in terms of, like, rhythms and harmonies and melodies, like, I can really like enjoy listening to music by singling out the different parts of going what is that guitar doing in relationship to the bass and like 
on a more in-depth level, not mm-hmm. just like the feel of it. So even metal gigs that I've been to or any punk gigs, like even though it doesn't sound like the typical sort of music where you sit and listen to all the parts, mm. like I still do because I think that even more so that music is really like hard to get a good balance for it to sound good because there's a lot of, I guess, more noise happening. Well, that's that's why I asked was because it's so much more distorted in mm. terms of mm. the guitars, the vocals, the bass, everything, uh, the how it's recorded. There's just a lot more noise happening, yeah, right? Absolutely. So you can get away with shouting into a mic and not picking up those little things yeah. that you would uh, that you've been taught when you went and did your contemporary yeah, uh, course at, yeah. at JMC. Uh, so I was just curious, like when if 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 it's not as easy to pick it up so much with like punk and metal. Mm. When you do see it, is it like if you have seen it, mm. it it's got to be pretty bad if you can see it at that yeah, point. Like then, I yeah, I don't know. I think I'm like I said, I'm really I'm a perfectionist. Oh, it's interesting to hear like yeah. as well. And I'm like, like, I'll literally be like with Ethan, I'll be like, just like quietly, and I'll just say, oh, this and this, like, and it's just like something really small and technical, like, oh, you know, like, is. You should have done this. Or should have done like that. Yeah, yeah, like I don't can't even think of the most simple examples, but I, I, I got one for you. Yeah, uh, all the guitar strings after you, if you've restrung it yourself mm. and you've cut them off at the end mm. and maybe left a few dangling, one being longer than the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done that a few times yeah, as true. well. But like, but you yeah, you like little that. things, yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh, I don't know. But that's just me being like. Um, overanalyzing things, I guess, for my own benefit of learning from other people. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and it's not that I'm judging or, you know, saying this is bad or this is, um, you know, like, makes this person, you know, less of a friend of mine or whatever. It's more or less just me kind of picking and choosing um, what I like about the way that people do things. And... Um, yeah, like mic technique is something that I find really important because, you know, you need to have that um, consistency with the mm-hmm. microphone to keep your deliverance good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't really go to many other shows besides, like, punk and heavy stuff. So it's, like, yeah, hard to tell if I would, I don't know, <laughs> go a penny. No, that's that, that's fair enough. It was just, just an interesting Curious, yeah. Yeah, observation sort of thing. Um, so you've you've played yourself a couple of shows now. Mm. Um, you, how many more have you got lined up for the rest of the year? Um, nothing lined up at the moment. I'm actually working um, to set up a teaching studio um, at my house. So fuck yeah, yeah. It's like a a nice little studio underneath, um, like the main house. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I want to do like just one on one tutoring for songwriting and theory, and then vocals and then um just like beginner guitar like i'm not advanced at guitar but i definitely know enough to teach someone how to get started i guess and then yeah that's kind of why i quit childcare so that i could focus on creating a living out of music and doing that um Mm -hmm. i think the rest of the year i'll just be really focusing on trying to create that as my business um to hone it sort of thing yeah um i'm definitely um got some like exciting projects lined up for the future which I won't 
so much. You about. can't drop that shit no. yet. No, no. That's no. why it's that's why it's all secret, it's hubby all bubby. You know that sort of shit. Um, that's what sort of. It <laughs> just don't start doing like if you if you make your own Facebook page, just mm-hmm. don't start doing that. Like big news coming soon. Yeah, no. Fuck off. Yeah. Shut up. Like, yeah, no like, shit. Hang I, tight. I midnight would, tonight. Oh, my God. I would rather you just, dro- like, not saying anything yeah. and then drop it and me go, like, oh, shit, they yeah. dropped something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, are they, why do you have to be, like, soon? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You just I don't want to know about soon. <laughs> what about now? I want to know now. Oh, set your alarms. No, fucking surprise me. I'm, I'm too like impulsive <laughs> to wait. It's like... I'd be trying to find out if it's released somewhere else yeah. and I'll try and get, you know, like say if it's released earlier over in a different time yeah. zone somewhere, if there was some way I could get it, if it's been released over there, I'd be able to download it from yeah, over yeah. there and then fucking whatever. But uh, I, I'm kind of the same like that as well. Yeah. I would want to know if I would want to fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, it's it's interesting to hear as well that you've been s- you've been so involved with it from such a young age to only have it being relatively very recent yeah. that you've only just sort of put your foot out there and started yeah. playing shows. Yeah. Whereas if someone started back that long ago anyway, they might have stuck with it here or there, you know, or actually played more shows. Sort of. It's not a dig, I'm sorry. No, it's you're sounds fine, d- no. You know. um, but, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting concept to go now is when I want to... Yeah, f- right. Now's the time. I'm, I'm going to play some Oh, don't get me wrong. Mm. Like, I have had many times where I've been like, oh, my God, I'm too old to start something like this. Too old for this stuff. Right. I'm only 25, (laughs) which is a totally ridiculous (laughs) thought to think I'm too old for it. Um, But, you know, like you hear of people being like super, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. I feel like a grandma right now, like go home to do my knitting. Hey, I Um, still wear Grosby's, so... (laughs) Especially in, especially in winter, yeah. you still wear the Grosby's, man. Yeah, they're classic. Um, but yeah, oh man, totally forgot what I was saying. Ah, oh, shit. Sorry, yeah. Grosby's. Um, Grosby dog slippers. Grosby dog slippers. Yeah. Well, you know, I can thank my auntie for that. When I went over to Perth, she hooked us up with them. Nice. She's like, you gotta wear, you gotta wear slippers when you go golfing. I'm like, slippers. Why? For one, I mean. That was my first thought, but she knows what's up. Yeah. Fucking slippers on out golfing was the best idea ever. <laughs> uh, Did you wear socks so your feet wouldn't get all sticky inside yes, the slippers? Absolutely. Yeah, you, yeah you, can't, you can't not do that. And plus, if you're doing that early on as well, like getting all sweat in all the, the nice clean shoes. Yeah, it just fucks them makes up. It, yeah, exactly. And it makes them gross. Like, yeah. no, you've got to fucking look after those. You've got to look after your slippers. Yeah. You know? Wear your socks with your slippers. Mm, exactly. So there's not probably not going to be any shows for the rest of the year, maybe, mm. unless you happen to get someone go, hey, yeah. do you want to do it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to say yes to um, people who are like, hey, do you want to join in on this? Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. But, um, yeah, I really that, that's am awesome. keen to, like, start the teaching, you know? Yeah. And... There's probably going to be some form of recording band camp, songs, demos on the way as well. Oh, yeah. I'll be definitely spending time and I guess it'll be good to have the room set up for it too, like just where I can casually go down and, you know, I hope to do it on a regular basis. I was thinking something like once a week where I can just 
put something that I'm really proud about there because, um, yeah, I just think that, you know, I love all my friends so much and they're so supportive and trusting of each other that, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm feeling selfish that I have all these, <coughs> excuse me, all these songs to that I've written and want to share, like, um, and I'm just keeping them to myself. So <laughs> I'll be definitely recording a lot of them. That's fucking sick. Yeah. And I haven't had a chance. I, I missed, I didn't realise you were playing at Yardies that day. Yeah. That I, I think I rocked up after or, yeah, no, I had to, it was either uh, I'd rocked up after or I'd, I'd just rocked up, um, uh, I'd rocked up while you were there. And then I had to go, yes. and then that's when you played yeah, or right. whatever. So I fucking missed it still, yeah, obviously. That's okay. So, uh, but I, I had no idea that you're actually playing down there. I didn't get any, uh, like, I didn't realize like no yeah. heads up or anything like that. Yeah, so true. was it sort of a last minute um, um, hit up or? Yeah. So Jody asked me um, probably three weeks before. Like okay. Probably the it was the day after. That first time I joined in with Boone. <laughs> oh, okay. She just messaged me the next morning and was like, hey, <coughs> excuse me. She was like, hey, do you want to show at Yardies? I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> Book it in. Yeah. that. I mean, it, it's a great venue to, to yeah, have little acoustic shows and shit. Yeah. I was elated. Like, I actually finished the set and I was just so overwhelmed with joy that I'd finally got myself to doing that which mm -hmm. is what I love like I don't want to do anything else really yeah and so like I was just so overjoyed afterwards I literally was like I need to go to the bathroom and I just went in there and like cried with happiness for like <laughs> a few solid minutes and was like it was just like relief it was like oh I finally felt that you know you've done it this is what it's this like. This is like my sole purpose, you know. I love it. I yeah. want to do this again. Fuck I yeah. miss the rush already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's how you know too. Yeah. Like that's what you want to do, right? right? Like you yeah. get that feeling and then you're just like, fuck, I don't want that to stop. Yeah. I was it's pretty sad for a few days after, I think, because I was so like, Come down, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my God, that was such a good day. Yeah, it's coming down off that high, bro. Right? Yeah, that, that's exactly what it sounds like, you know. Mm -hmm. So that... There's a there's a good way to, to, to fix that. And this is healthy. Yes. Obviously. To yes. keep doing it. Right. Every day. <laughs> yeah. Just keep playing shows, keep putting out um, audio recordings or you know, what it was that you're saying that you're doing and yeah. You just that rush will just keep happening yeah. and you're just gonna feel oh, great. Yeah, I won't all the be time. able to stop now. Exactly, yeah. So you don't have any anything uh, like Bandcamp or any Facebook pages or anything set up for that just Not yet, at the have moment, you? but I definitely will get all of it like this is what the last of the year is going to be for. Is yes. Just, yeah, get it all set up sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, I'm just like chilling at home focusing on this. Yeah, fuck know? yeah. So That's cool. Definitely come in. Norm normally it would be like, well, you can go check out this and that Absolutely, on, on yeah. Bandcamp and whatnot. But there's not too much to go and check out. No, so not at the moment. Which is fine. That's yeah. okay. Uh, maybe by the time that this episode does come out anyway that yeah. there might it, there might be something to put it to but that it doesn't matter anyway this yeah. is this is the foot in the door this is hey oh this got some fucking sick tunes coming out soon <laughs> she's writing she plays shows um and she's also looking at doing one-on-one -on -one tutoring and teaching so i think that's really fucking awesome to know yeah. especially uh 
in in the scene and also for people that have that feeling of not being comfortable going and doing it with some random yeah. someone that they know yeah and for sure. you'd be like hey i want fucking i'll pay you this and that or whatever and you're paying a mate to help you out Absolutely. just feels so much better yeah. rather than someone else you know and that's not you know discrediting them you might no, prefer yeah. a different teacher sort of thing whatever but uh it's it's perfect i yeah. think it's a, it's such a good uh giving back and and i wouldn't even say taking but like you're getting something out of it oh absolutely every time when you you help someone else you could learn up they could be learning little tricks tips whatever that they do mm-hmm. that you could see and be like fucking that's not a bad idea i might try that too you know yeah so it, it's it, like you said it's a it's a work in progress but it yeah. does sound like that it's going to be fucking yeah. it's going to be really awesome and i yeah. can't wait to see what you've got what you've got going Thanks. and especially with with the big dog over here yeah. as well by your side you know he's a good dude oh my gosh and such an incredible musician too yeah yeah an absolute shredder and you know i'm looking forward to seeing what you guys do next to yeah, be honest so um not many people know but this is actually a drummer so fuck off yeah since mate. when since before guitars. Since before guitars. What kind of drums do you do? Punk rock. Yeah. Sorry, there yeah. you go. Yeah. There, there, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. It was just uh, having a bit of a sleep. That's all right. <laughs> a bit tired. Eh? Yeah, it is. It is a bit late. I didn't realize how what the time was, but that's okay. We're 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 wrapping it up now yeah, anyway. Yeah, so I'm a sloth. Um, you're a sloth. <laughs> sloth life. Fucking a. You. When did you start drumming then? Uh, when I was like 15. 15. Yeah, my uncle taught me. Why'd, why'd you stop drumming and get a guitar? I just wanted to play more music, really. Like, I just wanted to play guitar too. <laughs> you know, I was like... <laughs> yeah, oh. fair. I was like, oh, I just want to play some sick metal riffs, you know? <laughs> and then Fucking Slayer, Metallica. Yeah, just, uh, you know, just shit. everything, you know. It was all fun. Yeah. Just wanted to play more. I wish I had the rhythm to fucking do drums. I love no, that shit. Could. Yeah, I'm really not. You totally could. Anyone could do it if they wanted to. Yeah. Just gotta try. I think I'm just like at the, um, like I said, I'm like conscious of what other people are doing. And drums are quite loud, you know, unless you've got a really good space. Yeah. You were lucky, hey, you had a good space. Oh, they're fucking loud as. Oh, you'd be worried like what the people listening. Are thinking, yeah, yeah, like, oh my God, this is shit. Yeah. Or oh, they're fucking good. Or what? Yeah, all Ooh, those critiques been and been playing shit. basic rock beat for four hours and they still suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's me. <laughs> like, how else am I fucking supposed to learn, you motherfucker? <laughs> like, criticism's not going to help. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. No, I, I I get that. You're very, like, overconscious about thinking that like, yeah. you're fucking shit. Like, yeah, that that would be the exact reason why I, <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. Um too much uncoordination too early on i'd be like no fuck this shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks not for me someone else is more talented yeah like, if, i mean if you were still if you were doing drums like be careful saying that because you might end up in like three or four bands so yeah you know, <laughs> hot commodity yeah oh dude <laughs> seriously it's, it's, yeah yeah it's fucking it's pretty lethal uh, the drummer the drummer industry in brisbane fucking uh, yeah i think we had like two drummers in our um uni course and they were like in at least three bands each that's you know that's common yeah that's that's normal yeah. um do you know liam anthony uh d-mom drummer um he's in like five so <laughs> yeah 
you know. So he, he Dragon's Mead, uh, used to be Malachite, yeah. Demum, yeah. uh, is Spectre, he's in a new one now called Art of Ruin. Fucking, yeah, the list goes on, you know. Mate's doing cool things. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so fucking good. I love it. Yeah. But also, like, that also is a good indication that if you're a good fucking drummer, yeah. You are sought after. Absolutely. So watch your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, everyone's going to be fucking hassling you to play in more than one band. So mm. whether or not you feel like doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to carry that shit around. Yeah, no, there's a lot. Of, yeah, well, ask Mapesy how he does it, so. <laughs> not envious. I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, right. <laughs> well... I reckon we're going to wrap this one up, but we're going to finish it with a live song. Yeah. Um, what What are you going to play for us? Um. So, it's just got. I wanted to play an original, but I love this artist so much. Um. His name's Andy Hull, and he does. Um. He's in a band, Manchester Orchestra. He does a lot of projects like, um, another band with his friends, Bad Books with Kevin Devine, and then he also. Um, when I was in high school, I found this trilogy he wrote um, under the name Right Away, Great Captain. And um, it's pretty much just like a three-part concept album where um, his, <coughs> his story is like this man is a sailor and his wife cheats on him and it's with his brother. And it's in like the 18th century where there's you know, no phones and not much means of communication besides verbal and letters. And so the idea is that um, he goes to sea um, right as he finds out this happens. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's just like all the songs are his journal entries pretty much. And it's just, I listened to um, the first album, The Bitter End, like every night falling asleep through... Mm -hmm high school and um yeah i don't know i just i love the story behind it the second album is when he comes back to kill her mm -hmm. and um they're really folky cute songs but this song is just not that one yeah no this <laughs> this one's there's oh they're all pretty like actually there's no there's it's it's a mixed bag. <laughs> it's a, I won't go into it. I'm, th I'm just focusing on that one point. <laughs> just ignore this that. I'm sure they're lovely. <laughs> yeah, they're beautiful. This song's called... Um, this is actually by um, both Kevin Devine and Andy Hull. So they're in... They're like best mates and mm -hmm. they're in a um, band together called ba Bad Books. Mm -hmm. This song's called You're a Mirror I Cannot Avoid. You're a mirror I cannot avoid. Yeah. Awesome. All yeah. right. Well, we're going to get that set up for us. Sounds good. Thank you so much for coming on. That's okay. Thank you as well for coming along, Ethan. Thank you so you much. You, you, you chipped yeah. in fucking so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything that you said was just bread and butter. I loved it. <laughs> thank you so much. But more importantly, thank you, Isla, for coming on. Uh, really look forward to seeing what you come out with and absolutely will be checking out thank you your so next much. show um hopefully i'm not so slack and i can see some <laughs> advertising for it or some <laughs> shit i don't know if there was yeah, any no, flies um, or anything for that I'll one i'll have to um 
make it more well known. <laughs> well, especially other. especially if you want to be uh, getting amongst it and yeah. getting more people to see you and, and, and perform in front well, of you. Well, now that yeah. I've done the first one. And oh, see, see that kind of makes sense, yeah. You know, um, yeah, I'll be like, now everyone can, yeah. never arrived. Every, yeah, now you can. Now you feel more comfortable <laughs> putting your face out there yeah. and putting a flyer or something like that. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of hide away and like, as a first performance to be like mm-hmm. not as much pressure yeah. having your own sort of flyer show whatever yeah and just play like with yeah just come up and play sort yeah. of thing that, that that's a great way to do it especially if it's like around friends and shit which oh, yeah. at yardies it, it would have been no i couldn't doubt, have so. asked for a more amazing crowd to be there you know for a first show it yeah. was just incredible that's f- yeah that's exactly what you want too because that if you don't have a good show, what makes you think you're going to yeah. fucking want it? Especially <coughs> for your first one. Does it make you want to go and do it again? Yeah. Hell no. No, no yeah, you're just like, it. why the fuck did I try? Yeah. So the fir- yeah, first performance, especially if it's a banger, you just can't help but want to do it again. I know. You know? Yeah, no. So edging to do it. Yeah, well, soon. hopefully you can fucking get out there again yeah, soon there and do sure. it. So uh, let's get set up. Yeah. Thank you again for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks Peace for out. Us. Stay safe, everyone, and we'll come back at you another time, eh? Sweet. Caught you caroling and giving grief. Thought you were cannonball enough to me. Now that your actions speak for themselves. And wished you well. You're a mirror I cannot avoid Shung out and jittery and paranoid A leaky battery that can't keep charged Get in the car And say what you mean Explain yourself to me Try not to judge you more than you would Let me help I promise not to tell Like anyone's asking or anyone should This time I met you I was full of Eventually you disappear Just when I needed you You'd burn to smoke And off you'd go Just come back And peel away the mess And lay here beside me And open your Take it back, your dignity attacked. Turn back to the person you tried to let die. Caught you nesting with your antelope. Glassy eye from kissing poison frogs. Becoming infinite against his Open your mouth. Say the words you 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 